Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Please note that this episode contains depictions of self-harm and suicide. For something a little less heavy, please feel free to check out one of our other episodes. Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about comic books, costumes, facts. And other stuff. In this week's issue, Mr. Miracle, Part 4. Welcome into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. I'm Zach, joined as always by Mr. Mike, the Miraculous One. Hello. For at least one more week. I am Miraculous. As, Fear me. <laughs> as we wrap up our coverage of 2017's Mr. Miracle with Part 4 today, uh, the final, the uh, finale, if you will, it just broke up so easily into it being 12 issues of just four kind of three-issue episodes yeah. to cover the month of January. Oh, that's great. Uh, next week, we are going to get into some romance comics for the month of February. Woohoo! Uh, and get back to some just crazy shenanigans with that stuff. Also, we have issue three of Beneath the Trees Where Nobody, Nobody sees, sees coming out on the 7th of February. So we'll go ahead, and that's one that we've been covering in real time while it's mm-hmm. come out, so we'll do mm-hmm. that as well. But again, Mr. Miracle Part 4 today. Uh, I brought in a lot of things today, Mike, that are actually, yeah. like usually I bring in uh, just the story we're covering itself. Right. Um, and in some cases, it's either, you know, it's stuff that I have printed off for us to do or right. digitally. Right. In this case, it's things that I own because this yeah. is one of my it's your favorites. Favorite. Exactly. And as you can tell, at least by this one, it's it's not as worn as some stuff, but it's got some good wear yeah, and sure. tear on it. Sure, you can tell um, you've, you've gone through it a few times. It's something that I, oddly enough, read at least once a year, if not maybe twice or so. Um, really? Yeah. No, wow, I'd, that often, huh? Yeah. Huh. I, it's, what do you know? I, I know. I'm weird. No, uh, you're not weird. I'm just. I'm just... I'm comparing it to things in my life like that, like Office Space. I'll watch that once a year. Evil Dead 2, I'll watch that once a year. Hoosiers, I try yeah. to watch once a year. You know, that kind of stuff. It's, Mine is mostly movies, though. Yeah, so it's a weird, I don't know. Like, sometimes I get into like a, as we've covered, this is a very, uh, compared to other comic books and stuff, this is something that at least is very deep, and I connect to in a lot of different reasons. So sometimes I get, I get in a certain yeah. headspace, yeah. and it's where it feels like I need it. And yeah. so I kind of like that. dive in to read it that way, and it just makes me, I once understand. I'm done with it, because it only takes me 
hell, a day, maybe two. It's, it's yeah. 300 pages, I think, in total. But it's comic, but most so it of moves them quicker. Are gigantic pictures, exactly, yeah. and um, it's something I can get through in a couple of days. But it just usually, I don't know. It, Zach, it I understand addiction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but so I wanted to bring in some things because um, we're getting I don't, to them. By the way, <laughs> uh, just to cover, I have single issues. Um, one of them is issue ten that we'll get Love into. Love that cover. It is my favorite of the yeah. alter or the uh, alter alternate, alternate covers, yeah. variant covers is what I'm trying to think of, of the Mister Miracle Run, and it is a very sad cover, very but pretty, it is just exactly so well it is um, going to be. If you're listening, it is the cover art for the episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's, it's Mister Miracle Ten. Yeah, it's Mister Miracle Ten. Also, yeah. if you want to look it up, but it is just variant essentially cover. him crying because. This is where we're, and we'll pick up of why the cover looks like that here in a second. I also mm-hmm. brought issue 11 of Mr. Miracle that I have of the old Jack Kirby run just because it's an actual Mr. Miracle comic from 1972, and this stuff is super cool, but what better way to show off than the narration of how I keep telling about than to show yeah. it actually panel yeah. for panel. Now, can, can I, I meant to ask you this this morning. Go ahead. And I forgot about it, but it's about comics. Yeah. So I, I I used to run a store that sold comics and music and T-shirts and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? Um, so at that time, we were dealing with Diamond Distributing, who does oh, a lot yeah. of the comic distribution yes. stuff. I've got a wonderful um, Army of Darkness poster that was the cover of one of the comic books, mm-hmm. the green cover, mm-hmm. and it's signed by Ash, which was yeah. really cool. I uh, got that through that. Got a lot of. I got to hear some stories in the books about like the history of Marvel and DC. They talk about Diamond publishing and stuff. Yeah, a bit, so. Diamond was a, was like the only game in town. Yeah, and then came Dark Horse and all of those other titles, and then it kind of shifted. I think there's different distributors and stuff. But now. they kind of Diamond they, was the big one. They kind of, but you got everything through Diamond. Cool right? thing, yeah. Cool thing about Diamond is you would get a big old catalog of stuff. And you could just flip through it and just order a bunch of crap, you know. And it was somebody else's money I was playing with, so I'd order <laughs> weird stuff. But um, anyway, in the in the time that I was running that store, which is about a year, um, I collected a lot of comic books. Mm-hmm. Like I just anything that would come out, I'd probably put it aside, mm-hmm. put a copy aside for myself. So I have a giant box of comic books up in my attic. Now, yeah. I don't know what kind of state they're in yeah. or anything, but what I would like to do at some point during the run of this show is bring that box in and let's just go through it. Yes. I want to see what's in it. I, it's almost like a time capsule of see, comic books. You know what would be great, too, is I thought about this. I know that this. Death of Superman thing's in there. That's what reminded well, yeah, me because it's we, on the back of that. We, uh, we talked about, oddly enough, the Death of Superman came up just in random conversation today. Uh, and we talked about it some, but as it does most Fridays. Oh, for sure. Sure, uh, it's a typical Friday conversation for me. Um, but I was thinking while you were saying, I don't want to talk about the death of Superman. It's Wednesday. It's not only us going through them, but we have special episodes where it's just like uh, pulls from. Oh, I got to rephrase how I'm going to word it because yeah. I almost just called it pulls from your box. But, yeah, that's not great. Um, but you know what I mean. Like we can box just go pulls. through and we can find like a random one out of there. We're like today we're gonna, you know. Here's, you know, we can find the ridiculous out of your collection and cover those for episodes, too. Yeah. So, I like that. No, we we can for sure do that. Another thing before we get into our stories today, and it's the last thing I brought, is the complete for Christmas. Uh, I got 
and it's super nerdy, but I've been asking about or asking Such for it a for a long cover, time. Though. Oh, it is. It this is one of four books that came in the collection. Wow. It is This one's like, like hot pink. It is. This one's it has, you know, the I love how I made the thong sound that's gonna mm-hmm. pick up. But um yeah, there you go. Uh but yeah, now we're it's even. uh the whole fourth world story by Jack mm. Kirby. So it collects all of Mr. Miracle, all of the new gods. All oh, of wow, really? the Forever People and all of the Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, ah. and it's all in each separate book, so you can read the whole oh, thing. That's super cool. But so this is all of eighteen issues that Kirby did of Mr. Mm-hmm, Miracle. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I wanted to bring up because I found it so God, funny when we cover, covered though. it. I just love it. you oh, don't you so don't bright. often see things that are so bright. Mm-hmm. And that is such a hot pink. It is. No, I love all that's the colors because cool. like the other spines are like it's like a neon green. They're yeah. all bright like this. Oh, very nice. Um, but oh, there's Canto. Um, Canto. We hardly knew him. Yeah. See, there's. You remember? I, I can go back to the uh, mm-hmm. Funky Flashman story. But the thing I wanted to bring up was a couple issues ago, or part three, when we talked about. Um, Baby Jacob being yep. born for them. Baby J. Baby J. Uh, how he called him the lump. Yeah. For the whole and how yeah. it was yeah. to yeah. counteract with. I wanted to bring up just so you could see that they referenced the baby because that's the actual lump that was in the yeah. issue. Yeah. And it was just kind of funny to me of how they found the wording to still be able to make the um, same. There's a fit. there's a, there's a picture of this lump that's laying on um, like a operating table kind yeah. of thing. And it's not this one. There's there's one a little further down the line I think, um, yeah. Keep I'm going. He's it. he's going through the through uh, the pages here. Uh, anyway, it's 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 the it's not that way. I don't know. It's something different. Uh, but anyway, it reminded me, and we were talking about this either yesterday or this morning. It looks like Gollum. Oh yes. You know, it looks like it look, and I'm not talking Lord of the that one. It's I'm not talking about Lord of the Rings Gollum. I'm talking about the Jewish uh, horror story, basically the Jewish Frankenstein mm-hmm. Gollum, and that that reminds me a lot of that. It kind of looks like that, like a yeah. clay monster. In a yeah, because it's all one one uh, color. It's all it's very poorly defined. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's a lump. Yeah, it's a lump. So the whole again tech. Think of the most ferocious, mind shattering uh-huh. fright, and it's the same yeah. as it was there. Yeah. But obviously, you got to find a way to incorporate. Well, the yeah, lump, they're using it. So for you just make s- it yeah. for the baby, and very I just found cool. that very yeah. very cool. All right, so well, this just shows that they did their homework. Oh yeah, right. They're they're worshiping at the altar of Jack Kirby. Exactly, here, and it know, is so great to, to see. It. Rather so than taking away. Now that I've played a little show and tell with Mike um, over the radio, over the radio, which I know, you know, we we talked about. There's got to be a way that I can at least do with the video stuff we put out of like having pictures pop up when we go in more in depth yeah, about something. Absolutely, of like a there's panel definitely a way. That. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. But anyway, until yeah. then, a uh, quick recap. Black magic. Ooh. Yeah. A uh, quick recap, just to get us all caught up from what we covered last time, is the war and apocalypse is not going well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew that, you know, it was one of those things of a surrender, not a surrender, but a treaty is what's going to do what's best for us, kind of. Uh, we're not going to be able to win this war. So they had gone to apocalypse, they being Scott and Big Barda, to deal with these peace treaties. On Earth, they're also dealing with being parents of... Uh, I think we're getting ready. We talked about his first birthdays about yeah. to come up. Yeah. So we see essentially over issues seven through nine, we see the birth of their first child, and then it's them having to deal with the war on apocalypse while still raising their kid, and it's them taking turns. One will be fighting 
and one will be at home with the kid and vice versa. And it shows each of them missing moments and just how mm-hmm. hard it is kind mm-hmm. of to deal with it while they're still focusing on winning a war. And Scott, who is now essentially um, God in this <laughs> you know, scenario. He as, is a uh, God. He yeah. is a God. Yeah. Uh, the new high father, the leader mm-hmm. of new Genesis, mm-hmm. has to worry not only about his new son, but his planet as a whole um, and his world as a whole there in the fourth world. So they go to Apocalypse to have this kind of uh, peace treaty talk, and they think they've come to over it. The story in issue nine takes place over a week, yeah. and we see kind of the ups and downs of the negotiation. And we think that they have all these plans laid out, and everything's good to go. And it ended issue nine, where Calabac comes back and tells us that uh, Darkseid has rejected all the treaty offers that they had agreed upon. Instead, he's going to give them everything that they wanted. And all they need are all Darkseid asks in return is his for his grandson, Jacob Free, or Scott's kid, alluding back to the trade at the very first of the whole Mr. Miracle kind of story to begin with, of where Scott was High Father's original son and traded with Darkseid there too. But that's all it would take for peace, is just Scott's son. And that is where we ended issue nine. So, uh, quick question on yes, Jack Kirby Did Jack Kirby do the thing? Did he invent the thing? He did. Okay, because Darkseid looks a lot like the thing in a, in a cowl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, okay. he did. No, Kirby did Fantastic Four, so yeah, he did the I thing. I thought he did. Yeah. Yep, he did Darkseid too. Um, it's funny. I don't know if what the next part because I just looked down at your yeah, notepad. Yeah. Um, where that has to go to, but he obviously he worked on Thor then too. Yeah. So my my question was not necessarily about that, but but now that you've said that, <laughs> I do remember that. So that is, it makes it a little. Uh, closer to what we're talking about. But the wife and I just finished Loki. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you watched it? So I watched the first season. Okay. So the second season is obviously the end of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, It's really weird how... These stories are, it's not quite the same. I mean, he doesn't, it, well, he's got a love interest, and but there's no baby and things like that. But when you come down to the God stuff, mm-hmm. um, it's very reminiscent of this. Mm-hmm. Like he's forced into this thing. He doesn't really want to do it. He has to become a new thing. All of these things. It's, it's, it's a very good way to tie up the Loki series. Mm-hmm. Um, and get rid of Jonathan Majors at the same time. <laughs> um but yeah, you should watch it. I think you would appreciate it. Yeah, because For sure. because it is a little that's a little bit better than most of your superhero properties. Loki oh, sure. Loki, Loki is really well done. And I'm telling you, the second season mm-hmm. is much deeper. Okay. Much deeper than the first one. Okay. It also has Long Duck Dong in it. Really? Do you remember him? Yes, from uh, 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 16, 16 Candles. Candles. Yeah. There we go. Yep. What's a happening? Hot stuff. Uh, and then he was in um, uh, Everything, Always, Everywhere, All at Once or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was in that, whatever the title of that thing is, uh, which I was not, I, I was not a huge fan of that because it gets a little uh, esoteric for me. Okay. But it was still good. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Too many dildos, but still very well done. Um, you have like a limit of how I do. many can be. I do. Okay. It's it's one. It's one dildo. You can deal yeah. with one. If one it's dildo. Two. It's too many. One dildo. One butt plug. Fast that. I'm out. It's too too yeah, many. I leave the too theater. much tuna. Too um, too much tuna. Oh hello. Oh. <laughs> anyway, those are the two things Did I, I had you, so far. We went and saw again when this comes out. 
Uh, it's already passed. Boys. We did go see Boys. Yeah. That Mulaney was going to be there too. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, I would have loved he to go plays see a lot Mulaney. of casinos now. Does it really? Yeah, that kind of fits. Yeah, it uh, does, especially after the stuff he's been through. Like he's just trying to make cash at this point. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize how big a uh, influence he was on a lot of different properties. Oh, that's like true. Like Saturday Night Live writer and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, his my it's favorite. My favorite bits were always. Um, Stefan with Bill Hader, oh. and he and because he would write all the Those Stefan bits, yeah. And I always loved the fact that I'm sure everybody it's common knowledge by now, but how he would in dress rehearsal have one joke and he would switch the joke on him by the time it went live. Oh, does he? And See, so I didn't know that. So that's why it that's cracked why him up Hader a lot. Cracks all the but, time. Like he, like Mulaney oh. took it upon because apparently Hader hated cracking up. Yeah. Like he always wanted to be the yeah. professional and hated it, <laughs> but Mulaney loved doing it, so he would purposely switch out jokes on him. There's nothing from dress better rehearsal than seeing too. somebody crack in the midst of yeah. something like that. It's just so good. It just it makes you. It, it, it's almost like oh, there's a sliver of humanity kind of thing. You feel it. Exactly. You know? But that's yeah. why I always love it so much more is because the when he la- like it's genuinely him wow. like breaking. That's cool. When he does I did it. not yeah. know that. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Uh, all right. You say it's common knowledge, but it is not. I don't know. It is uncommon knowledge that you have there, sir. Ooh, I'm full of uncommon knowledge. Let's go ahead and get into. See a doctor. Let's go ahead and get into uh, my favorite issue of this entire series, and maybe uh, just comics in general. And that's issue ten here of Mister Miracle. We talked about the variant cover. We're doing ten, eleven, and twelve. We're doing ten, eleven, and twelve to close it out here. Got it. Um, There's the Nick uh, Darrington cover, which is absolutely fantastic. That's the one that I think looks like the thing yeah, a lot. Yeah, um, of just a black background with a very menacing-looking dark side on it that's great. It almost looks like a like an x-ray or a yes. you know, it's like night that vision negative, goggles yeah. or something like that, yeah. Um, the other variant cover that I have here that uh, Mitch like Jarrett did is both great covers, but mm-hmm. it is a very sad Mr. Miracle because we have the backdrop of it's his son's first birthday, and now, obviously, of him trying to figure out what do I do, yeah. save millions and millions of people, but I kind of have to sacrifice my son. And the heaviness there of it obviously causing him to break down in the backdrop is his own son's birthday party. There's just something very, I don't know, just I, uh, great about it. I don't, I don't wanna, know another way to put it. I'm not really downing this cover, the black one, but, and, and however this comes across, I'll explain it to you, but... Um, this looks like something that one of my art students could have drawn at one time. That looks like an artist. Uh, and, and by that, I mean, this is very well done. Don't get me wrong, right? This uh-huh. is professional art. I get it. But there is a lot going on in this picture that somebody has to be very tuned into the character, the story, the whole thing to draw that picture. Fair enough. Plus, well, Plus, very rarely do you get a picture, a still picture, where a balloon is exploding. Yes, and I will bring this up to you, though. It's a good... Thing that you bring up that you have to be tied yeah. into it, yeah. Because Nick Darrington did all these covers, yeah. But Mitch Jarrods did all the art. Mitch did all the covers Got for it. these too. Yeah. So if he's working with makes the art sense. all the time, he's yeah. able to produce. Yeah, it makes total great sense. Great covers like that, which is again, it's my f- not only my favorite issue, but just favorite cover of the whole thing. Um, people think it's sad. I think it's kind of just hauntingly beautiful in a way. Even in the but like it's like crayon colors on the wall. Like it's just so good. But. That's very nice. Let's yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I love that the the drawing on the wall and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There's so much detail in that picture. It is. Uh, three ninety nine back in 2017 as well. Wow. So it was uh, a lot back then. It's just a dollar more now. If you want. Oh, to is that. it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, for a variant, it might be two dollars. No. Oh wait, wait. No, I take that back. I might have paid like six ninety nine the other day for a variant. Yeah. So. Eh. Jeez. Yeah, I don't buy them much. Um. 
So let's go ahead and get into issue 10 here of Mr. Miracle. And we have Big Barda and Scott leaving Apocalypse and boom tubing back home to their condo. Uh, Funky must have been watching old Jacob because he's passed out on the couch. And the two of them immediately go to wake up, kind of uh, wake up baby Jacob. Bart is happy to see him. And you can kind of see in the background that Scott necessarily might not. You know what? Here, Mike. There you go. You can well, flip along. Now, hang on. We, we have a lot of interference here. But so that what is, is this? Okay. So this is what they have. It's not in the actual yeah, comics yeah, yeah, themselves. Yeah, sure, sure. But what they have in the collected thing is on the page after each cover, it has a glitch page with like something, some quote pertaining to. So each one of those glitch pages has had a quote there. in it. Yeah. So oh, like, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, oh yeah. See? Look at there. Yeah. You are not to oh. know. Oh, referencing wow. the quote in there. If you're yeah. not to know the face yeah. of God. So this one says what the the newest one. Oh, the newest one yeah. just says I was in a bad place. I had to escape. Okay. All right. So, I got it. But they're back now there, and Bardic takes Jacob out of the crib, and you can see Scott's still trying to contemplate, not contemplate, but figure out what's going on there. Like, he has a worried kind of face of, like, oh, shit, how am I going to yeah. deal with all this? Uh, and then we cut immediately to a bar. By the way, because... Barda's costume is way better than his. <laughs> well, Barda, you know, is from, like, she had that in Apocalypse. We have right. to think that Scott landed on Earth and just took it from the got escape it, artist. Got it, got there. It. That's true. Um, so we're taken to a bar, um, and there's, like, this conversation going on uh, between three guys. We can tell one of them is Scott, but they're talking about, oh, that's all we need. We just need color. And they're drunk. It's at a, It's just the picture of like uh, whiskey, you know, in a yeah, glass. It's just a, it's just a highball glass. Yeah, yeah. and them just kind of like having a conversation. You don't see them, but you see the conversation. And they're talking about like what their team name could be, and they're basing it off the colors of their costumes. Mm. Like just a very kind of like drunken conversation the three of them would have. And then we go outside. I've never and told we you see... I went to bartending school. No. <laughs> I did, you're a, and I graduated you're from a bartending mystery wrapped in an enigma, yeah, my friend. Yeah, buddy, you got it. Uh, we see Scott outside telling his fellow buddies, like, hey, it says that the boom tube is going to be here in three minutes. Mm -hmm. And we see his buddies he's drinking with. It's Ted Cord, a.k.a. Blue Beetle, and Booster Gold. Oh. So this is the first actual heroes we see for a second. So the guy with the blonde hair, that's Booster Gold, That's Booster right? Gold, and the other okay. one's Blue Beetle. All right. I was going to ask. Yep. And I, I love how Scott's shirt is... It's still his Mr. It's a Miracle. Western shirt, you know, with the with the, the, the sewn-in pockets and stuff, but it, then it's, it's got still the Mr. Miracle, Mr. Miracle logo. big things on Just it. like, yeah. I love how Booster Gold is wearing a Booster Gold t-shirt, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of funny. And then Blue Beetle's just blue. What's like, the little spaceship that's floating around? So that's his little... It's uh, Boosters? Yeah, it's Booster's oh, okay. little... I don't know if it's his like His buddy. A, yeah, in a way. He also has, like, a... He can time travel. Like, that's... Yeah. Booster comes from the future. Um, Got it. Yeah. Booster's an idiot, though, right? Um. See, that's... The, like, he's been portrayed to be his one. Mm -hmm. There's some stories where he's not that bad, and it's actually, you know, it's nice to see a smart Booster Gold. But, yeah, he's he's been portrayed to be an idiot for a while. Of, like, originally, I think the whole thing was, and I can be corrected here, is he came from the future, and he pretended to be, like you know, this big, bad superhero there and, like, talked up his exploits, kind of. That's the part I've to... always heard, yeah. right, about Booster Gold. Yeah. But he's a lot different now. Okay. I just haven't read a lot of Booster Gold. Okay. But essentially, it's just him telling him, like, I don't know what to do. It's him drinking with his friends, like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do, war man, all that. Uh, he gets home, and he just tells Barda, like, hey, I'm home. I should probably drink some water. And she's just like, yeah, whatever, just don't poop. Or don't poop. Don't, don't poop. Don't puke in bed, like, you know. Hey, kids, don't poop. 
And then she falls back asleep telling him that he needs to get a cake for, like, we need to get a cake for Jake's birthday. Yeah. Uh, the next panel is very, uh, it's very powerful to me uh, because it's Scott in the shower. He doesn't talk at all. And the pictures are just him talking while Barda is just talking to him, just telling him like, hey, I don't want to have to make this whole big thing, like talking about Jake's birthday party. And so she's just going on and on about like, you know, maybe we invite just a few people. I mean, Funky will be there, but I don't know if Funky's there. He's going to think he has to work. And she's just talking about putting together this birthday party and everything that needs to go on with it yeah. and all the things they need to do to make it happen. Yeah. And Scott is wrestling with the decision of still what to do here. Of like, He's honestly, it feels like, contemplating uh, making this happen because as the ruler of a planet, of uh, this whole new genesis, he has six million people to worry about. And he's trying to balance the decision in his head. And it's obviously taking a toll on him is while she's saying all this, he just kind of has a breakdown again by himself quietly in the shower. Yeah. He's like in the fetal position at the end of this thing. Uh, with the shower still going. It flashes then forward back to everyday life of him going to pick up a cake. And he's like, Oh, let's make it a Batman cake. Cause he loves Batman. Yeah. Um, Tell me about his shirt real quick. Sheriff of Babylon? Yeah. It's another Tom King series. Oh, is it? It okay. is. All yeah. Right. So all of them, if it's not a character, or it might be something that Mitch worked on, yeah. um, but it's if it's not a character you know of, it's either something that the two of them, because there is one coming up, Adam Strange, that the two of them worked on after this. Well, I mean, I assumed that that's yeah. what that was. But, it but is, it's another Tom King series. Okay. Um, and he's just telling them, like, hey, have it say happy birthday for Jacob with an exclamation point. And she's like, all right, when do you need it? And he's like, well, I don't know. We have a work thing on Saturday, and then his birthday is going to be on Sunday. I don't know if we're going to do it that Friday. Like, he's trying to figure it out <laughs> as he's sitting there talking to the cake girl. And then we just flash back to them at the condo, and Scott's laying on the couch, and Barda comes back in after have putting uh, baby Jacob to sleep. And he's telling, she's telling him, like, man, if he naps less, maybe he'll go down quicker. Just typical, you know. Yeah. Kind of like we finally got him down. He's yeah, it's finally just parent asleep. talk, yeah. And she's like, man, I guess we're effed either way, though. Mm-hmm. And Scott has looked off into the distance. He's distracted, and he just goes, the, the war. And she immediately just hops up. She doesn't want to talk about it. And she's mm. just like, no. And he goes, well, we at least have to talk about it. I mean, it needs to be discussed at least. And Barta just punches the yeah. poster that's hanging up behind Scott, kind of shocking Scott. And it awakes the baby to which she just leaves to go take care of the crying baby. And we get a nice little, you know, close up of all the broken glass there on the couch. We flash to Scott in his car, stuck in traffic, heading to go run errands. And he's talked, he's talking to, um, I'm trying to find, oh, uh, Pathseer, who is someone who can you know, kind of tell the future. Sure. Um, they're on New Genesis. and Pathseer. Pathseer. Okay. And he's kind of asking him, he's like, review everything. Like, tell me, like, what are our chances here? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's telling him, like, you got to understand, like, it, you know, the interpretation of the blazed oracle takes some time. Like, it's basically trying to read the face of God. It's very delicate. Like, you can't just have me hurry through this to give it. And he's like, all right. And he tells him, like, your father and your brother. And Scott cuts him off again. He's like, he's not my brother. Like, every time it kind of comes up, even still in death, he's just like, he's not my brother. Um, and he's like, yes, hi, father. It's an awkward moment. And he's telling him, like, look, I just, I'm about to run in somewhere. I just need to know as close as you can tell me what are our chances. Um, and he goes, well, according to the Oracle, in regards to the war, 
it appears all will be lost and all will suffer uh, and all will suffer sadly. So Scott realizes he's losing the war essentially. Mm -hmm. There is, it's either uh, if I don't give up the baby, we will lose eventually and everybody kind of will, you know, perish that way. Sure. Or he realizes that that's the only way to win. He seems now. So he's buying stuff and decorations for the party and he's talking to the cashier and he's kind of distracted. <laughs> and I, I just kind of love, like, he, in this point, like, he knows what Bart is going to say. He knows how everybody else is reacting to it. But he wants another opinion. So why not ask the cashier while, you know, he's checking out? And he's like, hey, I got a question for you. Like, there's this war I'm losing. Uh, billions are going to die. Uh, I can stop it, like, and, you know, maybe even win it, really. But I have to surrender my only son. And the guy's just still scanning, and he's like, oh, uh, okay. And he's like, oh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so what should I do? And that's what the guy goes. He's like, yeah, that's tough, man. I guess the way to look at it is if it's like, or if it's like life needs more happiness, right? So the whole point of it is to maximize the happiness for the most people. If And he goes, it's not like quick pleasure or whatever, but a deep, meaningful bliss type mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So it's almost math or an equation, you know? That expands like why what life should be like a life equation, man. It's just funny that he's like you know telling him essentially about. Uh, he goes, but the thing is here, like if you just put your decisions into the equation, you know, to work it out for you, it'd be easier. So if it increases happiness for the most people to end the war, go for it. But mm -hmm. like if the happiness you lose for the kid is less than all those people not dying, like go with that. Like, he's just essentially telling him, like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Scott realizes, like, yeah. Uh, Go with whatever creates the most happiness. Exactly. And yeah. he's like, uh, okay. And so after he says that, he's just like, you want to, are you a rewards member? And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm not. And he's like, oh, you want to sign up for being a rewards member? Nah, I'm good. I'll just pay the normal way. And he pays. And it's just this whole conversation. He's like, it'll be once when you're done. He's like, all right, great. And the guy goes should get a rewards membership. It's like free money. Like in all, that's, that's what I really love funny. about this yeah. book is in all the little moments of seriousness is it still finds a way to add some comedy in there. I guess this is the first time that I've seen how apocalypse is spelled. Oh yes. Uh, A-P-O-K-O lips. It's spelled differently for the huh. planet. Okay. Um, we do see like Mr. Miracle trying a new trap and it's like this orb with a lot of swords that go in there and he closes the lid and we just get a, God damn it, because he didn't escape. Like, obviously, now it's affecting... Did you not... Oh, you go back. Did I miss a page? There you oh, go. I did. Yeah, look at there. So, okay. right. and it's Sorry. him just realizing, like, like it's affecting him being able to escape, to escape now. Like, all of this is messing with his head enough that, like, he can't even... Oh, like, you know, it's I just, see. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I got um, you. We are taken to a park, and this is a very uh, deep scene. I kind of... Uh, it's really well done. Okay. Uh, a lot of these are so well done. Um, and it's baby Jacob in the swing and Scott just tells him like, Hey, you were raised on apocalypse. And Barta goes, yeah. And he's like, and I was raised there too, like you and we're happy. And she was like, we were prisoners. Granny tortured us. We weren't happy. And he goes, yeah, then I know. But like now we spent all that time there. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, like that happened then, but we're happy now. Like, you know, we're doing well. And Barta just looks at him with a face and she goes, are we? Is that why I had to find you bleeding out by the toilet because of how well we're doing? Like, mm. it's the first time it's been brought mm -hmm. up this whole mm -hmm. series in now. And it's just Jacob, like, Scott's just pushing Jacob in the swing 
So yeah, and it's one, of those, of, it's one of those baby swings, too, yeah. so it's like a big enclosed thing. Yeah, so it's like one of those intercuts in between. Yeah. And he goes, that was nothing. That's not fair. I was trying. Uh, I'm trying. And she's like, great. Good for you, Scott. Keep on trying. And he's like, it's not fair. I was in a bad place. Like, Oberon had died. I had done so much. Everything I had ever wanted to do, and I didn't. I just had to escape. And Barty tells him, yeah, and what did I have to do? Like, I had to scrape you off the floor with strangers in the ER. I made life mm. work while you were whatever you were doing. When do I get to escape, Scott? And, it's mm. you know, she's bringing up these points to him. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't I don't want to talk about this. This is, is supposed it. to be just, like, all valid points on That's her part. That's a hard-ass conversation that yeah. happened all of a sudden. And yeah. he's just like, this is supposed to be about the war. We have to talk about the war. And she's like, and what are you trying to escape from exactly? Like, she's not letting him have this conversation that he wants to. And she thinks it's all about her. And he's like, no, it wasn't. It's not. And she goes, you're dying to get away from me. And I should run from that. And instead, I have to. All I can do is take care of you. Like, she's having kind of her little moment. And Scott's realizing, like, uh, I, this isn't what I meant by all this like he wanted to. And she just kind of flat out calls him a selfish bastard. And she's like, did you ever think for a second kind of, you know, just think, like, what you can do like stop and think yeah don't yeah. just give up kind of and he's like no i wasn't trying to hurt anyone and she's like well good for you i'm gonna there's i know that there's the expletives in here but it just well she's fun. also telling him good for you that you're working your shit out but what about, what about me us? i don't exactly. get to work my stuff out i have to take care of you the whole time but yeah. you can you can just tell like how emotional she is mm -hmm. in there with it. it's like Aren't you, or she goes, aren't you the god hero of New Genesis? Mm -hmm. All praise Scott fucking free. Like, yep. she is just letting him have it. And he's just like, and she goes, so you're all messed up, and I'm still with you, so that makes me messed up too. Mm -hmm. And you want to give that to our kid so we can win some effing war? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of what's wrong yeah. with you? And he's like, we got through it. And she goes, no, we didn't. We are it. Mm -hmm. And she grabs the baby and she mm -hmm. leaves. And yeah. he's left there. He's just left under the little yeah. swing saying, Barda, Barda. Just by himself. Yeah. The next thing we get. That's rough. It is. She's it's, so big. She is. She's very way. big. Well, she's a very tall lady. She is. Hence the name Big Barda. Yeah. Uh, we then get cut to the birthday party that yeah. they're putting together. And I love how the middle panel is kind yeah, of the squiggles yeah. while they're doing it. Uh, I and like we, Funky's pants. Uh, fun well, yeah. They're it, like patchwork quilt it pants. Is. And here's this is another reason why not only the story that's told here that's so good of why it's my favorite issue, but just everything else. Because we kind of teased it a little bit, but this is also the issue they decided to do the Jack Kirby and Stan Lee stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. so they're hanging up the banner, and Scott just is like, you know, I'm a god. I'm supposed to know what to do, and I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And... Funky tells him, he's like, hey, we've kind of covered this before. Did I ever tell you the story about that one god, mm -hmm. the Star Eater, which is supposed to be Galactus? Okay. Um, and he's like, no. And he's like, well, there's the Star Eater, Star Eating God. Um, Wait, has he already told this to Jack? Huh? Has he already told this? No, no, no. We've talked about this briefly. Okay, okay. Um, he's telling... Because it was bringing... Every, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... He's I, telling him, he's like, it's this, you know, he's this star-eating god, star-eater, mm -hmm. and he has this helper, a dog, that finds the stars, the mm -hmm. golden retriever. And he's like, what? Where is this from? And he goes, me and Jacob came up with it. Together. We have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, story time every day. Smart kid, good imagination. Mm -hmm. And he's like, funky, he can only say like six words. And that's where he's like, genius Jake doesn't have to talk. Funky talks plenty. He provides all the imagination, and I just do the words. That makes sense. Especially when you know the relationship behind exactly. the scenes. Yeah. So, 
then on the next panel, we have very crudely drawn animation, which I just kind of love that it looks on notebook paper too. Oh, these to tell are great. The whole story. Yeah. And it tells the story of the star eating dog. And he goes, so one day the golden retriever finds a star for star eater. Uh, but, oh no, the star is our sun and earth is in dangerous peril. Star Eater uh, descends upon our star. Nothing can stop his outrageous appetite. Our sun, S-U-N. S-U-N, sorry. Yes. Meanwhile, on Earth, a young boy, Jake Jones, finds the dog. He gives it pets and treats. He says, doggy. Woof. Woof. I love Meanwhile, in space, the sun, S-U-N, is dying. And it shows, like, Mm. the Star Eater eating the sun. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts back to Earth. Meanwhile, back on Earth, Jake Jones and the Golden Retriever are friends. You see... Golden retrievers from a planet where no one plays with dogs. In oh. here, he finally finds comfort and compassionship. So the golden, uh, sorry, yeah. companionship. Yeah. So then the golden retriever finds Batman using his no <laughs> using his nose of knowing. Yeah. Which I feel is another Stanley reference because Stan loves him some alliteration. Mm-hmm. His nose of knowing. And he tells Batman how, even though it's an N in a case mm-hmm, still, mm-hmm. and he tells Batman how to defeat Star Eater by the by using the lamented laser. Like it's very much mm-hmm, Stan mm-hmm. bravado kind of dialogue in there. And he goes, and Batman uses the laser on Star Eater, saving the day. Meanwhile, Go- Golden Retriever finds a home and love. Yeah. And so Scott's like, "What?" And Funky goes, "You see, it's all right there. Now you know." And Scott goes, "I know what that I have to buy a dog." And it's against condo policy. Like, he's missing the point. And he's like, plus, I'm still maybe kind of thinking of convincing or trying to convince Bart to sacrifice our son. Like, to, you know, I don't think, what am I going to do if I give up the kid? Then I'm just going to have a dog. I don't want a dog. Mm-hmm. And Funky tells him, no, what dog? No. Now you know the meaning of life. And Scott tells him, he's like, Star Eater, the Golden Retriever, and Jake Jones, that's the meaning of life. And Funky just replies, Excelsior. Uh, and he's like, I'm sorry, Funky. All that nonsense, it's its nothing. That's it's just your story. And he says, no, boss, I told you. It's not my story. It's Jacob's story. Mm-hmm. And isn't that something special? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, sorry. No, you're good. So we get to Scott walking into the next room, and Bart is sitting on the couch already. Yeah. And This is a just, scene that should be very familiar to anybody who's had a baby. Yep. <laughs> because you cannot keep those fuckers down. And that is exactly, that's what he's telling me. He's like, I yeah. swear, he goes down for like five minutes, or like five yeah. times, and I tiptoe out, and he pops back up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, anyway, he's down for now. So he kind of lays his head in Barda's lap. And the two of them, even despite the... I don't know that I've ever seen a comic use four panels for somebody just laying on the couch. No, but... You know I, what I mean? I mean, it's... it's it's. But but what I'm what I'm saying about this is it's the quiet moments that count. Yes. Right? And that's what this is showing. It's four panels just showing you. It's just the quiet moments. You know, she's on her phone. He's laying in her lap. They're just kind of together. Exactly. And it's even given, it's a nice moment even given the last time we saw the two of them was a big blow up fight. And he just tells her, like, I love you. And she just replies back, I love you too. And he goes, so I thought about it. Hang on. What's this on his shirt? What's the bird Uh, thing on his shirt? I don't know. It is something, okay. but I don't know. Yeah, it's one of the. Uh, it's somebody. I don't know. It is. A, I can look it up later, but I don't. I don't know all of them. Uh, Thunder Falcons. Thunder Falcons. I don't know. I made that up. Uh, but he tells him like I thought about it, and um, he has too like you know this war. He's going to win, as in Dark Side. He's like he has too many armies. We have too few. He's going to fight all that. So I'm going to bring Jacob to him, 
But when the moment comes, when he's right there, instead of giving him the kid, mm-hmm. I'm just going to kill my father. Yeah. And she, I love the whole thing is Barda doesn't stop. Like she's on her phone the whole time. Like she's listening, but Scott's just telling him all this. And he's like, I know it'll be mean. I, I can't, I'll, I'll probably lose and die. Like Scott's just <laughs> already been like, I know he's going to, you know, like he's going to crush me. I get that. You know, but maybe, you know, Granny said that there's this prophecy that I could be the one who killed. Like, maybe she's right. And then, you know, and maybe I can fulfill it. And then we can have the party. And she's like, sounds good. I'll come too. And he's like, okay. So they have this very sweet moment, the two of them, of where she sets her phone down. And they use the quiet time for maybe a little mm. a little something else. Yeah. Uh, but it makes sure to finish the very last panel. What the dark side is. Well, you get a lot of um, the 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 uh, tracking issues yes. also between the panels. Yeah. As we're doing it over the Kirby, uh, it's true. They're in business, and what a business it turns out to be. Life and death set to music. Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, and a force so malignant and evil that it threatens more than just the greatest show off Earth. Mm-hmm. And it ends with a dark side Ooh. is. And that will be the perfect place for us to go ahead I like and take a break. Dedication to Steve Ditko back here. That's kind of so. Cool. That is also why I love the individual issue. Also, this failed Bobcat Goldthwait yep. show. But the why I love the issue ten so much too is not only is it it's the issue at least for me. Yeah, it's the issue of the a lot of the Jack and Stan stuff. Yeah, yeah. and with the in memoriam for Ditko who passed away there too. Mm-hmm. That's another artist that's kind of included there too. So this one issue kind of has a I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. I'm a weird comic book nerd. No, it's cool like though. That. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but this is the perfect place for us to take a break, and we'll come back and do issues 11 and 12 right after this. Watch out. Welcome back in uh, as we wrap up part four of Mr. Miracle here on Bros, Foes, and Heroes. And we pick it up with issue 11. And what we have is our favorite thing, another the, veggie tray. The veggie tray, yeah. Right? Uh, I love I love the veggie tray. But um, we have, it looks like Mr. Miracle and you, Big Barda dressed up. Do you up like in, the veggie tray in the comic? In the comic. Or do you like, like actual veggie? Okay. No, yeah, that was going to say. Yeah, it's, it's a stupid tray. Yeah. It's all it's it's usually all broccoli, uh, cauliflower, and uh, I don't know even the carrots. There's not a whole lot of them. No, I'm just not a big carrot fan. I'm not either. And then celery. Celery is a waste. <laughs> but it's it takes nice. more calories to eat celery than is actually in the in the celery. Yeah, but it's nice to bring something along if you yeah, need whatever. A, bring some. Uh, I also love that they're getting ready to boom tube out and they realize, oh no, we forgot his Batman. Like he's gonna need his Batman, so they run back to the crib to grab yeah. it before they head to Apocalypse. He needs his wubby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does, and they show up, and Barda is greeted by Lalani, who's another one of the female Furies. Yeah, and she's just kind of happy to see her, and she's like, "Hey, I'm here, supposed to check you for weapons. Not mm. like there's anything that can kill him anyway, but you know, that's what they have me do." And so she kind of pats him down, and he's like, "Hey," and Scott's like, "Hey, I brought a veggie tray. Like, you know, it's always mm-hmm. something. You know, they always the one thing I learned in all my years as a god on Earth: never underestimate the power of a good veggie tray. Like, he's just trying to it's sell true. It. And this 
piss people off. I think it's absolutely hilarious. We get nine panels of Dark Side dipping a carrot yep. and eating it. Yep. I like uh, that a lot. I like it a lot too. Um, and it just shows it's just a lot this of most menacing character eating a carrot. Um, what I love also about this is when they draw Dark Side to make him just show off how mm-hmm. just intimidating Big, he is. menacing. He takes up three panels by himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas it shows just for reference, and I love the way it does that, of the cut between he, Abarta and Scott take up one single panel mm-hmm. out of the nine grid and dark side is three by himself on top and on bottom. Of Who is this? Is this his Oracle? That or something, is a uh, Desaad. Okay. That he is kind of like his, you know, he looks like right hand man in a way. It is uh Bernadette's brother, oh, uh, okay. but he's kind of like uh, his, I don't know. Right hand man in a way. Bernadette's. Yes. Sure. Um, so they're there and essentially, uh, Desaad tells him, "You have come to kill our Lord God." Mm. And Mr. Miracle, I kind of love this. He just tells him, uh, "No, Uncle Desaad, we have not. Like I said, we're here to end a war. Accept his offer, the kid for peace." And Desaad goes, "You were lying." And Mr. Miracle goes, "Fine, I'm lying. I'm going to kill an infinite God with my incredible escape powers. Yeah. I'm going to escape him to death." Uh, and he goes, sarcasm? And that's when he's like, oh, you mm-hmm. think? It's just yeah. a very funny, like, yeah. even in front of yeah. Dark Side's very serious moment. He's like, come on, man. Yeah, he's trying to convince him. While he's doing it, and the baby's just crawling away from them. Uh-huh. Um, we then see, you know, they go back. Bardic goes, grabs Scott, takes him back, and tells him to bring him the child. So Bardic goes and takes Jacob over to Dark Side. And Darkseid picks him up and holds him up to his like his face. And the baby grabs Darkseid's nose and goes, nah, 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 like a baby does. Yeah, sure. And Scott goes, nah, 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 that's that's nose. Like, you know, some kids don't even talk, and he's he's pretty ahead of himself here. And she's like, what do you mean? He's, he's just making noise. He's like, he says that noise. He's like, no, that's nose. Like, he does it all the time. And she's like, no, it's the word for cat. And he's like, no, cat is ka, nah, 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 kind of like, you know. They're having this conversation back and forth while yeah. he's just still yeah. playing with. He's playing with Dark Side's nose. nose. Yeah. Well, Dark Side gives the kid. He's got a little Batman onesie Batman on. Batman onesie on. Yeah. So Dark Side gives the kid to Desaad, and they're like, "All right." And the next Desaad tells him, "In the next minutes, all troops will be withdrawn. The captured shall be returned. Your inspector will be welcomed." Hmm. And Barda goes, "And the anti-life equation." And Desaad tells him, "Yes, the equation." Obviously, you might recognize that the equation itself is knowledge, so it's not like Darkseid can unlearn the equation, but to be able to make it useful, he has to have both eyes to use what they call the where the um, the omega beams, which are like these little lasers that he kind of mm. shoots out of his eyes. They're okay. assuming they're making it sound like that's how he's able to use this to take away free will. Gotcha. And so he needs both of his eyes to do this. So to make that work, he can't unlearn the equation, but he can make it to where he can never use that again. Got and it. he rips his own eye out. Wow. Like just very much not even phased what by it. What a guy. It. Yeah, just not even phased by it. Just rips it out. So he, he won't be able to do it anymore. So he won't be able to use the anti-life equation. And he tosses it to Barda, who catches it and just crushes it immediately in her yeah. hand. Um, crushes so, his eye. Smushes it just right there in her hand, and she's like, "He's, you know." It's not. And by the way, anybody listening, that's not good for your eyes. No, it's not. Yeah, don't do that. Um, so Scott says, "That's our side. That's your side. I guess we got nothing else to say except, can I say goodbye to my son?" And Desaad tells him, "Like, all right, briefly." 
and Scott goes over and like grabs and he goes, you know, Jakey, you won't remember what I'm saying. I don't remember what my dad said. If I did, I think I'd hate whatever words he used. Mm. But deep in me, you know, when I was in places I couldn't get out of, sometimes I thought maybe, thought I, I felt it. Someone out there beyond at the end of it all, maybe someone loved me mm. or maybe someone loves me. Mm-hmm. So don't think about this, buddy. Don't remember it. Just kind of know that your father, that I, I love you, Jacob Free. And he goes, mm. da, as he picks him. And he's like, I love you so much. And he holds him close. And then you see him go, okay, honey, I got him. And about that time, Barda flips up the stroller that they have there. And there's this device underneath it that just shoots this giant energy beam, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, mm-hmm. At dark side. Green. Green energy beam. Zap. Lots of just light. Yep. And she goes, hey, dark side, you know what Scott and I do like every day of our damn lives? We go all over the world and we look for the most dangerous shit in the universe (laughs) just to see how we can uh, uh, amaze an audience by getting around it. This gun, you know, it powered an energy taken from the the miracle machine. We haven't really figured out what it can do, you know, or how to use it. It was too powerful for us. Like, whatever we put in front of it, even a shield, every tool, all of our trades, you know, our tricks, everything, test after test after test, nothing stops it, nothing slows it, nothing survives it. In other words, you motherfucker, is what she says as she hits him with it. She goes, there is no escape. And so she thinks that she's going to be able to kill him with it. And Darkseid eventually starts picking himself up to Barda shock mm-hmm. of where she's just looking and he fights his way through the beams and it's so well done as he's you can tell by the shadow that he's standing above yeah. Barda yeah. and it's just a dark side is and I love the way they do this it's like he's so omnipresent that he knows it's in the comic uh-huh. book and he yeah. just goes yes I am it's a fourth wall it is and it's done really well yeah so as he as Barda is now just a bloody pulp kind of in front of him. Uh, we then see him turn to Scott, uh, and Desaad is telling Scott, like, you violated your agreement because of this. You know, our Lord God has decided to redeploy all of his troops. He's going to execute all the prisoners. He, re- he regrets to lose his eye, but he believes that he's at least found a replacement, and that's your own. And he walks up, and we see, like, another of him just staring kind of down over Scott, and Scott just gives him a nice, just F you. Mm-hmm. And the two of them, like... Darkseid is swinging at him, and Scott is trying to duck out of the way because he's holding his son, and we get a, you're a disappointment, Scott Free. You were given the greatest gift one can receive. You were given pain. Pain makes you steady, strong, able to conquer rule. But what did you do? Mm-hmm. But what did you do with all your pain? Performed, married, bred. What a mm. waste. What a pity. Mm. And he's just sitting there a beaten mess, kind of. In front of everything. Does this guy always speak for Dark Side? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Well, at least in this he does. Okay. Which kind of adds to it. It's kind of like the wrestlers, the big, you know, guys who can't speak yeah, well. The they guy. have their mouthpiece. It's the hype guy. It's, it's yeah, his yeah, Paul yeah. Heyman. It's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Paul Bearer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like Jake is crawling towards Mr. Miracle and he's like telling him like, no, it's okay. Cause he's like, dad, dad. And he's like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And we have like dark side's shadow getting bigger and bigger over Scott. as he's walking yeah. over to Scott, like looking to finish it. And you just see Scott and he just goes, I, 
and she goes scot free, and he tells her that he can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's there, just just she's like bleeding out. Yeah, but very much so, like the very first issue, she just tells him to stand, mm-hmm. and he replies with standing, and out of the um, veggie tray, he pulls a Farron knife. And so as he pulls it over, he jumps up, and all he can say is it's over and over again as he is stabbing Darkseid yeah. in the face. It's just uh, F you, F you, uh-huh, F you. Uh-huh. Um, as it's sitting there, he tells him, he's like, you know what? Uh, oh, he goes, you know what that is? <laughs> this <laughs> You is, fat F. This is wonderful. It is. Oh, I love it. With all the blood spray. The emotion, like you can just feel yeah, it all. Yeah, you he's can. like, you know what that is? Got the idea when my kid was born. That's a Farron knife, but it's one not made of your flesh. No, that blade is is uh, your. Oh, that blade in your brain is made of Orion. Remember Orion, Dad, your other boy, mm. who you killed, leaving me the body. Remember Orion, the guy or the guy, the prophecy says is the only one who can kill you. Well, but Scott, you're a stupid escape artist. How could mm. you have made a Farron knife out of Orion? Good question, Lord Dead God. He's just like sitting there just like having his yeah, moment. Yeah. And he's like, lucky for me, I knew someone who was raised making bone wine out of uh, dead gods as a gift for dear dark side. Like you always said, Dad, uh, or like you said, Dad, always marry up. And it's like mm. them sitting there together. And I love this moment because she's sitting there, and it's the two of them finally having Jacob. Dark side is dead, mm-hmm. and they're staring at one another, and she goes, what was with all the bleep you in front of Jake? And he goes, mm-hmm. I know. And she goes, what happened to escape this? And he's like, it was, I, I was in the moment. Like they like, were practicing. Yeah. It. And she yeah. goes, I thought we agreed on escape this. And he's like, I'm sorry. Next time. And she goes, next time you had to swear in front of Jacob. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, and you didn't, I heard you. And she's like, that's different. And he's like, how is that different? So they've just killed dark yeah, side yeah. and they're having an argument about how much he's cut. They're not even the really kid. having an argument, but it's yeah. almost like it's, it's just, uh, we're in this fantastical situation. Yeah, I love here. It. And she's now like, let's, let's just talk about regular. Yeah. Shit. She's like, yeah. his first word's going to be the F word. And yeah. he's like, he already had his first words. She goes, I hope you're effing happy. And he goes, well, I am effing happy. And that's just kind of how they end it. But we hear uh, Mr. Miracle, congratulations, away like off panel. And it says, you have prevailed. You have slain the devil. You have seen the face, embraced fear, mastered fear. And you've seen love, embraced love, been mastered by love. And he throws it off. And it's Metron from earlier. It's not Dark, or it's not uh, Desaad. And they're like, what are you? And he's like, you challenged the unchallenged, like you dared to trap the trap of death, and you escaped. And now, my son, it's time for you to look upon the face of God and hear your cheers and take your bow. Where you are is not where you should be, Scott Free. And it opens up a panel. Oh wow! And what it is is it is all the DC characters at that time. Mm-hmm. So it's we've been in a world where there haven't been a lot of characters. Yeah, it's been like its own kind of standalone yeah. universe. And this is him just showing, like, hey, you think you're, like, the only... Like, there's this world out there with all these other heroes. There's Orion. There's yeah, I didn't Superman. Know who that was. There's Wonder Woman, Batman. Superman's neck is gigantic. Yeah. Um, Supergirl. Big Bart is there. Green, Flash. Green Lantern. Cyborg. Green Lantern. You know... Um, uh, Stupid Cyborg. Uh, Martian Manhunter, Supergirl, Nightwing. Like, they're all there. Yeah, Superdog. Yeah. <laughs> He's exactly in them. there, yeah. And it just ends with them both just kind of like Scott just in awe staring mm-hmm. at everything mm-hmm. there. And it ends with him just kind of not knowing what to make sense of it and him eating a carrot. 
So he just he basically just got accepted by the entire DC universe. Like he's telling right? them, like All he's the like he's like, hey, yeah. this world here, like yeah. you you it's pass. not where you're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, he's like you yeah. pass this. Oh, it's like is you pass this. Is you that, can now and go. that and do we now understand why we're getting all that disruption? So or is that coming? So okay, all right. We'll it. close out with issue twelve here. Got it. Of Mister Miracle, and what I love about this is it starts off with him. Uh, trying to escape another trap, yeah. and the people in the audience are either people who like worked on the oh, book, yeah, yeah, worked yeah, in yeah. DC, or it was even like a host of podcasts that Mitch listened to while he drew it. I think yeah. I've shown you this. Yeah, before. you have. You have. But it's yeah. You got the people from uh, How did this get made? That's got, uh, Lauren th- Lumpkin and Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, I love Paul F. Tompkins. Um, and then it's like some other, like, that's Nick Darrington. Okay, the I'm pretty sure the yeah. uh, Dark Side cover, that's him. Guy with the Doom Patrol. So yeah, that's Jim Lee. I remember uh, Jim Lee. Great Jim Lee. And, oh, Dan DiDio, who yeah. was at DC there, too. Yeah. That is Tom King, the author. Okay. That is Mitch Jared's the okay. uh, artist. With, so they drew. He drew both of them. Right over him. Yeah, but he drew both of them in the comic then too, which was kind of cool. I yeah, thought. it is very cool. Um. So, but where's this guy's name? Give me his name. Uh. 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 uh Jason Montezuka. There you go. Uh. Well, he was engulfed in flames. Uh. It's a failed trick, but we see that it was just kind of like a dream because the alarm is going off, or what mm-hmm. we think is alarm. It's mm-hmm. shower noises. Bart has gotten up to go in because she's worried. Oh, that's what it is. I think it's a dream that Bard has had because she kind of mm-hmm. looks worried and she mm-hmm. goes in to see, oh, he's taking a shower. Good morning. She's yeah. happy. We're going to get a, a, I'm going to say we get resolution. You'll see. Okay. Um, he's looking at the mirror uh, and he's getting ready to shave. And we just see a pink bubble says, this is where you put it. And he's like, I like it here. It matches things. And the pink bubble goes, do you know what I went through to get that mirror? Like death, pain, torture, all for you. And, like, nothing. You just hang it here in a bathroom in a condo in Los Angeles. <laughs> and he's like, well, it had to go somewhere. And the bubble's like, fine, fine, it's fine. And he's like, we can move it. And the bubble says, the only thing that means anything to me is you and your happiness, my little boy. Mm. Because the speech bubble, it's granny goodness. Because he's picturing and he's having a conversation with granny goodness mm-hmm. while he's looking in her mirror there. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I thought you'd like it is all. And he's like, I do like it. She's like, oh, do you really? And he's like, yes, honestly, I swear. I like seeing, knowing what it's like underneath. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, well, that's nice, but you just put it in the bathroom. And he's like, I said, I'll move it. And she tells him, she's like, look at me. And she kind of puts her hand to his face. She's like, all grown up and handsome. How could you do it to me? You see, my boy, this is real. All the rest, the death, the war, the wife, the child, this pretend life, that's all in your head. You're insane. You're making all this up to escape from me. Like, you're just making this up to try to get away from all your past trauma. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you little fool. You had the chance. Like, Metron told you you should go and join that world, and you didn't. You kind of stayed here in this make-believe place. How could you not go see me? Like, how could you leave your granny? And it leaves at that. And he leaves out of the room, and he walks into the living room, and Bart is trying to figure out where Funky's at because he's supposed to be there to watch Jacob and Mr. Miracle Calls is going to call him, and about that time, he shows up. They boom to back onto uh, Apocalypse. Um, I do love this, where they're getting ready to boom tube, and Bart is like, you shaved? And he's like, I did. She goes, oh, it looks nice. Thank you. Hmm. And the boom tube, and it shows that it pops back up on Apocalypse, and like Bart's legs are like wrapped around like Scott as the two of them are making out, and mm. Light Ray's there just going like, uh, yeah. guys? 
And she goes, he goes, should we? And she just goes, shut up, Light Ray. She still doesn't like Light Ray, which is kind of funny. Um, we get a match of where they're now there, and it's Barda versus Kanto. And Kanto's like, hey, I'm honored for us to start this new season of war, because that's just what we do, is we're just constantly warring. But now King Calabac, because it's not Dark Side, Calabac mm-hmm. is taking over. Who's Calabac? Remember the like furry looking guy with the glasses? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, you know, he sent God, me to do. God, she looks like Galactus. She does. And she, he's like, all right, sent me to do battle. All right, let's fight. And so the two of them fight. And Barda just, you know, is kind of fighting Kanto there. And Scott's sitting on the sidelines with everybody else. And Forager's talking to him now. Remember Forager, who was killed mm-hmm. in issue three? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what can I say, man? You're in hell. He's like, you killed yourself, you died, you went to hell, you had to escape, and you actually found a way to escape, and you decided not to. So now you're just like in hell, man, forever. Like, that's what this is. He's like, you should have gotten out. It's miserable here, man. All it is is just death and fire. Look what happened to me. He's like, I'm telling you, there isn't much hope down here, if any. And Scott's like, I know, I, I get you think you, or he's telling him, like, I know you think you can fight it. You think you can just punch and punch and punch, and it'll be okay that this devil has to fall eventually, but just don't really get it. This devil came after the last one, and after this devil's going to come another one. Mm-hmm. So, like, hell doesn't it's get never any ended. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, he's sure, like, it's sure. never over, okay? And then we cut to Scott and Barta at a hospital room, and they're having another ultrasound where we find out that they're pregnant again, this time with a baby So this girl. is the second time. This is the second okay. time now. all right with a baby girl that they're going to name Rosalind. Okay. Rosalind was the name of Jack Kirby's wife. Oh, wow. How cool. Uh, they say it as they're coming out. She's like, what about Rosalind? Rosalind is nine gold. panels of a, of a sonogram. Yeah, I do love where they're talking about, you know, it's a girl. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. What? Really? That's awesome. I mean, awesome. Is she, is everything? And the nurse goes, yeah. well, we're going to do measurements today, but she looks good. If anything, she might be a little big. Mm. There you go. So, uh, and like as Bart is leaving, she's like, "What about Rosalind the Gold? That was my grandmother. Like she's really cool." So like they throw it in there, but Rosalind is also Jack Kirby's wife's right. name. Gotcha. But as they're coming down the elevator, Scott sees Orion, and Orion talks to him, and he's like, "Dark Side's gone. I am gone. You are High Father. You have the family of your dreams. You're in heaven." He's like, "You killed yourself. Went to paradise. Tried to escape. Found a way. Decided to stay." I can't think of uh, where's oh. He's like, "I can't say that I blame you, brother." And that Scott just kind of turns and goes, I'm not your brother. And he goes, but I can say I am disappointed in you. I thought life was supposed to be the challenges, the struggle, the moments before the bow. If everything is easy and nice, like how now everything is easy and nice, Mm -hmm. you might as well be dead. Mm. And it goes to the next of where they're kind of just driving um, through Los Angeles and they're talking about how, like, oh, I love L.A., and I love the condo. He's like, I think we need to move. It's just, you know, just like typical kind of conversation back and forth about things. Mm-hmm. And we get back home, and it shows that uh, Funky is playing with Jack. And when they walk in, the words out of Funky's mouth are, with great power comes a great responsibility, mm-hmm. which is obviously his quote from Spider-Man. Right. And it looks like he's about to say Excelsior, because he just goes, X, uh, and it cuts him off. Is that an Iron Man? So these are all no, I think that's Oberon. Okay, that's our yeah, Oran, High Father, Granny Goodness, Forger. When you Dark start Side. looking, it's at all these, toys of the dead. Like this looks like Iron Man. This looks like Ant Man. I mean, if I was just looking at it from you know far yeah, away yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever, and I'm assuming that Kirby worked on all those. I know that 
that what's his face did. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, Kirby worked on a lot of them as well. Um, yeah. That's cool how they pull all the other characters. And I do this. love I like the, it a lot. Here's something I was going to try to find the audio, and if I can find it of Stan telling the story, mm-hmm. I will go ahead and piece it in. Sure. Uh, right here. If you didn't hear any audio, I wasn't able to find it. But still, <laughs> there's a story. Well, I, I've watched it. Hey, I can't remember. Jack, if it was a, look at this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't remember great. if it was a if it was a documentary or a YouTube clip that I'd seen. Yeah, but it was sure. an interview with Stan Lee, and they were asking him about the last time he saw Jack Kirby, hmm. and apparently it was at some convention or something like that. And he says again, "This is Stan talking. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but sometimes you just have to not know, you know, what's right and what's wrong." But right. He comes up and he tells them, like, hey, uh, the last time I saw Jack Kirby, he came up to me at a convention. And what he told me is, Stanley, you have nothing to reproach yourself about. And then he just left. Like, that's the thing. And he goes, wow. I don't know what he meant fully by that. He goes, but what I took it away from is, like, we're good. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, it's amazing how things like that fall away the older you get. Yes. It doesn't. It and this is speaking from experience. These these things don't matter as much. No. As you get older, you exactly. realize that these stupid, petty things that you've been dragging around with you for most of your life uh, just don't mean that much in the big scheme of things. Exactly. You know. No. And I think that that's kind of what some of it went through. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 Um, but I love that Scott comes up and he goes, "Hey, Funk, how did it go?" And uh, uh, Funky tells him. Me and Jolly Jake, we have nothing to reproach ourselves about. Mm, that's cool. So uh, yeah, Funky leaves. Cool. It's the two of them there. And Scott picks up Jake and takes him into the other room. And it's, we see Darkseid now, who's just sitting on the couch. And all Scott does is sing the hush little baby don't say a word. Mm-hmm. And Darkseid, in typical Darkseid fashion, just is quiet there. But I do love there's – we see Dasa, and he's reaching out for something. Dasa as like dark side is, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. It means like, well, maybe he's yeah. like Jacob kind of can see yeah. him. But um, we get back to the love, story from the I beginning. I love how dark side is basically a ghost at this point mm-hmm. in Scott's memory. But he's still able, like, he's still yeah. put his foot up on there. Yeah. That's how all these guys, they're all yeah. like, he's having conversations with all these people. Yeah, all the dead people. We get the kid from the beginning and uh, he tells the story again. And it says, and the son asked, what is the fourth world? And the father said, the first world is the old world, the world of my parents from which they fled. The second world is the new world, which they sought, which they found where I came to be. The third world is our world as it is now in the making, the future being born. And the fourth world, my child, is my world, the world I see when I close my eyes. And then it just has the word from like panels from the kid. And he just says, and try to escape. Mm. And you can tell more so here that yeah. the kid it has like a Mr. Miracle kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a Mr. Miracle. Kind and of I never noticed this until right now. In I the kid background? you not. In the background, and I'm glad I brought this. You can see where it says Young Scott Free. Mm. Here. Oh, sorry. We're going to put something that I just realized together right now. Uh, He's going to the pink book. I'm going to the pink book. But Kirby would have at the end, what is this, issue 12? Mm-hmm. Kirby would have at the end of some of these issues, that's uh, 14, um, little stories to give you like kind of like it would tell the current day story of Scott. And then you would get a look back at young Scott free to kind of see his oh, so Kirby backstory. Would do this? Oh, yes. Wow. And so there would be segments in there. I'm just trying to find one. Yeah, I got you. It doesn't have to be the certain one I'm looking sure. for. But because um, I know there's one in the here. Yeah. See? 
And so the Mr. Miracle story would end and they would start a young Scott free story. Oh, yeah. And it's just a couple panels to kind of give you a background into yeah. how yeah, it was yeah, for young Scott. Yeah, that's cool. And it's the same font and everything. Yeah, in the back, yeah. Wow. Huh. You but it's just there? barely there. It like is. just just enough so you know what's going on. Then we see uh, Barda tells him, like, hey, we're out of hot dogs. And he's like, do we need hot dogs? We're out of hot dogs. And she's like, what else is he going to eat? And he's like, I don't know, not hot dogs. And she's like, do you want to risk that? So he gets up off the couch, and he goes to buy some hot dogs. And I love when he's checking out, the cashier goes, no veggie tray, Mr. Miracle? Ah, that's funny. Uh, and he's like, nope, we're good today. By the and way, so, Oscar Mayer wieners here. Yep. Do you, do you enjoy the Oscar Mayer wieners? I don't necessarily have a favorite hot dog brand. Oscar Mayer wieners taste completely different to me than other wieners. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm going to say wieners and a lot. But they do. They taste completely different. They have I've a weird... Aftertaste? Oscar Mayer taste. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't it tastes noticed. just like their founder, Oscar Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> That's... All right. Uh, as Scott leaves... <laughs> wow. Uh, as Scott I leaves the uh, store yeah. and he's walking out, we see you have had your revelation. And yeah, High Father... Dude? It's High Father. Oh. Appears behind him. He goes, the original high five. The original. He's like, you understand now who you are, who I am. And he goes, as I once did, you faced the anti-life equation. It affected you, warped your, warped your world. You fought against it, almost escaped it, but not quite, my boy. Yeah. Like, you were not as strong as I was, sadly. Mm-hmm. You could not make the choice I had to. But... You know, you should, there should be no shame in your failure. Like, you tried. I know you tried. And I'm forever proud of you. And Scott turns around to the ghost of High Father now, having a moment with one of his father figures and mm-hmm. has one with the second one mm-hmm. and just decks him, decks the ghost of High Father. Mm. And we get the same kind of F you that he told the dark side. And he turns around and we see High Father go, Scott. And he just says it again, just F you. And he's like, Scott, you can't. Can you not comprehend who I am, what I did for you? You hear me, boy? I am your father. I am your God. Mm. He's like yelling at him, and Scott's just not even paying attention, just walking away. <sighs> this is going to be the one that gets me. That's a tough uh, one. Coming up. Uh, so we get intercut of like them cutting up the hot dogs, and it's Barda and Jake playing around and you know while she's feeding him, and he's making a mess. Yeah. Um, and it's just a nice, sweet little like kind of home life. And then we go downstairs to the workshop, and you see, those will kill you. And it's Oberon smoking a cigar. And Oberon goes, eh, what are you going to do about it then? And he's like, or, or he goes, what What are you going to do? And he's like, you could quit, exercise, live longer. You know, those are things you can do. And Oberon tells him, what do I need more of life for? He's like, I had a good one. You know what I mean? He's like, I saved the world, made people clap, saw you marry the best girl. Like, I'm good. And uh, Scott tells him. But Oberon tells him, he's like, hey, but, like, how are you doing? Even mm-hmm. though it's the ghost. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question Go real ahead. quick? Go back. Yeah. So this baby's eating these hot dogs. I don't know where the dog, uh, yeah. It, it's like he's eating blood. Um, it doesn't say. Uh, there might be something else he's eating there with it. Yeah. But, and uh, so he has this moment with the ghost Oberon, and he tells him, he's like, I think I did everything wrong. I should have escaped. I shouldn't have escaped. Like, he's like, I did, I just did everything wrong. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it's okay, kid. He tells him, Scott, listen, you know, that world that you saw mm-hmm. with uh, all the other continuities and crises and all the things that never make sense, you know, uh, the world full of superheroes where everything mm-hmm. always ends up hunky dory. Mm-hmm. He's like, you think that's for real? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. then your wife, your kids, all that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he's like, I'm sorry, kids, not kid. And he's yeah. like, oh, you know? And he's like, yeah, no, I, I know. Yeah. And he's like, I heard, put a big smile on my face. Oh, that's cool. And he tells him, he's like, kid, this, it'll break your heart. Can't escape that. But if you're good, if you stay good, you'll know there's someone out there who'll help you put it together. Yeah. And so he leaves talking to Oberon to go back to Barda. And he sits down next to her on the couch. And it's kind of reminiscent to the scene we got earlier of her on her phone while he sits down next to her. Right, sure. And he's just talking about, like, you know, hey, it's, you know, um, it was. What's on his shirt? This is Adam Strange. That's okay. the next series they okay. worked on together. Okay. Because from here, it looks like a lobster bib. A lot. <laughs> I, thought he was, I thought he was wearing a lobster bib. It does kind of look like that. Yeah. But so he's just telling her about this dream he has about like he could see the face of his father and the face of yeah. his father's father. Yeah. And Jacob looked like it's this real kind of. But he tells him like, you know, going through all this, like I'm, I'm not scared for some reason. Like I feel calm about it all now. And so... Our very last page, she just asked him, "Is like, you want to watch something?" And he says, "Sure." Where's the remote? And he's like, "Ah, oh, great. I forgot. Funky told me Jake put it in the dishwasher the other day. Like, we mm. don't have it." He's like, "You know." So I guess uh, it got washed. I meant to run to the store today, but with everything going on, like, I'm sorry. And Barb yeah. just kind of stares yeah. up, and she goes, "Dark side is just kind of, you know." And Scott goes, "Yeah, I know, but we are too." Mm. And so. It so, just ends with, she goes, Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, what is wrong with you? And he says, I can always escape. And she goes, can you now? And she goes in and she kisses him. Mm-hmm. And we get distortion on the yeah. very last yeah. page. And it just ends with, the Mr. Miracle series will not be continued. Mm. It's new. And I don't know why I'm getting emotional about yeah. that. Sorry. The Mr. Miracle series will not be continued. It's new and thrilling successor will be soon on sale. Look for it. And then just has a thank you. And... Yeah. That is our story. So also, real quick, yeah. you know the picture that they yeah. she busted yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing I brought this for you too. The picture through the whole story uh-huh. is the poster of the very first issue of Mister Miracle. It's the cover of it. Okay, which is oh, that one yeah. right there. It's yeah, been yeah, that yeah. cover the sure. whole time. The picture at the very end, mm-hmm. before that's the new one there. That's obviously been put up since Barda. Broke the other one mm-hmm. is the very last issue of Kirby's. Oh Rock. yeah, look at that. That's cool. So, so um, here's what I'm taking away from this series. Okay, and you tell me if if I'm even close. Okay. Um, this is a guy and a girl who are in love. Uh, they want to have a normal life, but this superhero shit keeps getting in the way. The planets keep getting in the way, but ultimately it's it's a story about people trying to stay in love, stay together, do normal life shit, and everything gets in the way. And it's about what's important and what's not. Yes. I ultimately, think that, right? I think that is part of okay. it, yes. Okay. There's a lot. Here's That's what, what it feels like. It feels like we're, we're being told that, you know, superheroes are great and all, but that's not what means anything. No. Yeah. And that's kind of what I love about it, too, is just how yeah. in all that fantastical world it's able to do mm-hmm. that. But also just there, like, for me, um, and I know it's different for a lot of other people, but for sure. me, like, there's just a lot of um, things that I can relate to with certain relations. Because we get to kind of look at just mental trauma and mental health and all that then, too, of Scott's that he's dealing with, too. Not only the relationship between the two of them, but, like, Having to deal with, uh, I would think that, I feel like it's, 
for me on a deep level, it's him dealing with his childhood trauma mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that yeah. connects to me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the story is just really good all the way around. But there you go. So from top to bottom, we have now covered 2017's Mr. Miracle. I remember that time when you had to go to hell, and uh, yeah. I know it really still affects you. So It does. Yeah. It took me a lot to get out of that. <laughs> sure. I found a way to escape. But there you, you go. Escape. So you that's it. Escape. Now we can get to uh, some less serious stuff next week as we laugh about uh, romance comics, who, funny enough, uh, were created by Jack Kirby and Joel Simon. For the real? genre as a whole was. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Huh. Uh, when they needed, so in the 50s, after the whole scare on comic books, remember yeah. about how they yeah. were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bad they, for needed, children. they needed other things to do, so they came up with the mm. idea of like, hey, there's nothing out there for like, you know, girls to read stuff yeah. either. Like, yeah. we should at least try it. And so, yeah, they started making romance comics. So that's essentially started by Jack Kirby and Joel Simon, who also wow. created Captain America. Wow. So, um, there you go. Uh, so we will have... It's amazing But we're going to hunt down bad romance comics. It's amazing how talented all these people are and were. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, when you break it down like this, it 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 just is amazing how many people it takes to put one of these things together, number one. And number two, the, the fact that you would have that deep a story in what traditionally has been a kid's medium. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, that, I think shows the power of just writing, mm-hmm. you know? I no, think it's I, just the power of writing. I don't think it matters whether it was in a, com- a comic book or a novel. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, like, when I tell people, because um, I know that you were, when I first told you, when I first, I was like, I bawled like a baby the first time I read it. Yeah. And you're like, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. take anything away from it, but I think yeah. that's the thing. It's just no, it's like hard from, to, from yeah. a comic? Yeah, it's hard, um, yeah. But yeah, it is just. If you don't know the story, it's very hard to fathom. Well, that's the thing too. That would bring you to such a a, an emotional state. I should try to see if we could get one of them on at some point. Oh, I'd love to. I just I've never. How come we've never? uh, I don't know. For a different time. Why we've never had guests? Yeah. Well, because they'd have to talk to us. That's true. That's true. Anyway, that's a big one. All right. Well, that's the perfect place (laughs) for us to go ahead and wrap it up. As always, we appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen. Make sure to check out the Rogue Media Station uh, or the Rogue Media Network family of podcasts. Check out our station, roguemedianetwork.com. And until next time, stay safe, everybody. Hey, by the way, thanks for all this. Thank you. This is cool. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And uh, I know it was tough. So thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, very good. That. Very good. And by the way, uh-huh. Gallicon. Frozen. Frozen. Heroes. Gonna tell you about Frozen. Frozen. Heroes. Gonna tell you about. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. <laughs>